Hello and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence, Holy Family, and St. Joseph in Duluth, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Dan Rhoda, and with me I have Father Eli Gieske. How are you doing today, Father Eli? Good. Good to be with you. Yeah. First day of September. It is. It is, hard, yeah. Hard and it, it feels kind of like September a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I was, I was, uh, I went up to hike up in the Piedmont Trail, so semester, and there's leaves on the ground. It was smelling like fall, so I was like, hmm, it's, 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 it's going to be fall soon or it is are, are, are you a, a fan of fall uh, fall is my favorite season actually yeah, yeah. i love it because no bugs for the most part it's uh beautiful it you know it's usually the weather's pretty decent and it's cool enough where you don't think you can wear a sweatshirt or sweater but you're not sweating your face off if you go for a hike or something so mm-hmm. yeah I, I like that like this the 50 60 degree weather it's great so. yep I agree. I agree. It, 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 it is it is the best. Although I was thinking like yesterday, I was like this summer, like the last month and a half was so hot that I feel like I didn't really go outside that much. <laughs> so it's just like uh, it's like oh, like I'm I'm kind of sad that summer's ending, but sure, sure. I'm also one thing that was I found anyway, being that this summer was so dry. I don't think there was as many like mosquitoes and other yeah. bugs. Yeah, I, I, I like when I would go outside, I wasn't like swarmed by mosquitoes and flies, which mm-hmm. is normally the case during July and August. So, yeah, um, I don't know. I my my uneducated guess was that it was because it's been so dry. So yeah, I mean that sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe somebody can correct us. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, things are. Um, as things are cooling down outside, they're heating up inside. Yeah, yeah. We we got uh, what do we got coming up? We got our fall party. Yep. And we also have uh, so that's on the Saturday, the eleventh, after the four o'clock mass. We're having a little parish picnic for the cluster, so everybody's invited to come and get dinner and play beanbag game or cornhole or whatever you call it mm-hmm. tournament. Um and bingo and. Yeah, there's uh, a bunch of like games for for kids too. Yeah, there's yeah. Bouncy uh, House. Nine Square Bouncy House. Yeah, which Gaga. Sh- should be fun. Gaga Ball. Gaga Ball, which yeah. I've still never played. I'm like the master in in Toto's Two. I I dominated. Okay. No. <laughs> dominated those like five and six year olds. <laughs> yeah. As as you should. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. The the beanbag tournament that they were yeah. talking about. So there's yeah. a five dollar buy in, and you have to sign up by the ninth. Which yeah. is the Thursday before? Yeah. yeah. Um, sign up your team. Uh, cash prizes for first and second place. Yeah, yeah. So it should be fun. Yeah. And then we have faith formation also coming up. So the fifteenth is our first day. We have a parent meetings on the the twelfth, which is a Sunday night, Sunday afternoon, whatever. I have to look at the at the bulletin. Yeah, yeah, says. yeah. Um, twelfth is a Sunday. Yeah, but I'm not sure what time. Yeah, I got a, I got a look again but mm-hmm. so yeah it's all that stuff is right around the corner starting up all that stuff again and here we go another another year yep yeah you can uh if you haven't signed up yet you can sign up just on the website catholicduluth.org and then there's a little faith formation tab you click that and it will bring you straight to the registration sure. so um other than that i don't know if there's any other big things happening yet yeah yeah i think yeah w- once we get to october then everything else kind of Starts, starts kicking into gear a little bit. So, um, yeah, good. Well, today we're going to talk about, um, we're, we're going to talk about trust. Trust. And, uh, yeah, so that's it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> trust. 
Uh, so yeah, we're going to talk about trust. Um, and, you know, kind of maybe looking at trust from um, a different angle than we normally do to be kind of like, where does our trust lie? Like, who do we trust? We trust God or do we trust ourselves? Mm. And so then how do we, how do we go forward? How do we really live out trust in a really good, uh, good way? Um, but, uh, before we do that, Father, would you open us in a prayer? Sure. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, we do come to you and we ask you to help us to grow in trust for, for you. Help us to understand, um, how important it is for us to, to follow you and to put our trust in you, no matter what's going on in the world around us. Um, I pray for any parishioners who may be struggling with trust right now. With, uh, with everything that's going on in the world, we just pray for great confidence in your ability to work in our lives and to, to bring about our salvation if we just cooperate with your grace on a day-to-day basis. And we ask our mother uh, to intercede, to pray for us, to help us trust as she trusted. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Father. Uh, so, so yes, trust. Um, I think maybe let's start off with talking about our, like, maybe our wound when it comes hmm. to trust. Yeah, it's a good place to start, I think. Kind of go into... Um, Going back to Genesis, mm-hmm. when God made uh, humanity, you yeah. know, made Adam, Adam and Eve, um, placed them in the garden, and you know, as the story goes, said, you know, everything here is yours. Just don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, because if you do that, you'll die. Mm-hmm. And then they're going on living their lives. The serpent comes. And then uh, the devil kind of starts to put doubt in their mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like p- put doubt in their mind. And um, did God really say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, uh, he, he. You know, he he doesn't just like say like, "Oh, look at that apple. That's a nice apple." You and then and that. then they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah. You're right. That that, that is a nice apple." But he, he kind of like attacked. Like what God says, like did you really say he you can't eat anything? Mm-hmm. And then you know he so he like twisted God's words, mm-hmm. and then it was kind of like from there that he really like slipped in this, um, this like you can't trust that what he said, yeah, like right. was good. He you, you can't like, trust that he's actually going to provide for you. Classic devil attack is like he doesn't usually go frontal assault. Like he usually sort of undermines or slowly sort of corrodes, and then. He tries to lead us to make that decision to turn away from God or, or to do something that turns us away from God. So, uh, yeah, he kind of subtly tries to lead Eve astray, and through that, um, yeah, we we see the fall of humanity. So not just eating the fruit, but the fact that they put their trust rather than in themselves. They said, I think we actually know better than God, like in this case. And so they, they chose to... Uh, to go against what God had asked. And when they did that, it brought them into a place of broken relationship with God, which is kind of our story, all of us in some sense, 
share in that experience. And um, so that's, in some sense, the first time humanity sinned was a lack of trust or a lack of confidence that God is going to provide for me. And um, I think that's something that we as humanity still trust or still struggle with to this day. It's it's an ever bad, ever ongoing battle of trying to trust that God will provide and does provide for us, and He does uh, that He's trustworthy. So, yeah, yeah. So here's here's a quote from the Catechism. It's um, paragraph three hundred and ninety seven, and it just says, "Man tempted by the devil, let his trust in his Creator die in his heart." Mm-hmm. Which that's kind of like I was just like, oh, ooh, that. That's pretty. That's pretty big. Pretty big deal. <laughs> and then abusing his freedom, disobeyed God's commands. So like I, th- I think there's a lot there too. Just like letting, like the trust in his creator die in his heart. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's a. That's a big. It's a big wound. A, a big wound. And then and, and like and then out of that abusing his freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When which we, when we when we fail to to know in our hearts that God is going to care for us. Then the question is, well, who's going to care for me? I guess I have to do it. So we that's when, we, like you said, we abuse our freedom to try to attain what we don't think we can get from God and, and try to get security or, or fulfillment or, or whatever on our own terms rather than trusting that God will provide those things. So it's kind of, yeah, it's, it's like the first move and then the second. First move mm-hmm. is distrust. Second is abuse of freedom. So Yeah. Which, which, you know, you, you could probably say that for like any sin, Every sin right? Yeah. Like, like if you can say, Plays if somebody asks you, can. why did you do that? You could just say, I let my trust in my creator die in my heart <laughs> and I abuse my freedom. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much good. Yeah. And you see that that's basically like the story of, of the scriptures, right? It's just this cycle of, of that experience. Uh, the patriarchs, the, the tribes of Israel, um, uh, the kingdom, I mean, all the figures in, in the Old Testament, they keep repeating that struggle, and we do too. So, yeah, yeah, and I mean, I feel like we've said this before, but like we're not we're not new, like our problems aren't new. Mm-hmm. We're not creating new sins or worse sins, or um, I mean, we might be committing them in different ways. Yeah, but it's all rooted in the same experience. Yeah. Yeah, and so so that's I I think that like that that's a big point for us to maybe like hit, and then also like I always kind of come back to it's just like okay, well, like why do I actually like do this? Because I like I think I think we like ask this ourselves, like like why why do I do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like why like when if we you know have some sin that we struggle with, and there's like why why do I always turn to this? Like why yeah. why do I do this? Yeah, yeah, it's like we need to be healed at the at the root. And keep being healed there, and um, I think that's why it's so important for us to have trust. Because when we have trust, then we have confidence in God, and then we stop trying to grasp. We stop trying to take control or seize happiness, satisfaction, whatever that we're looking for, out of fear or out of sort of this inner desire for something. Um, when we lack trust, then then that's when we start doing all that stuff and and we know that most of us uh, many people know that i think they, they can see it within themselves but they so it's like we have to keep reliving or relearning this mm-hmm. this trust like jesus i trust in you jesus i trust in you and and 
yeah, it's going to be something we wrestle with, I think, our, our whole existence to some degree. But. Yeah, yeah, and it's, I mean, much easier, like, said than done, and, like, on a practical level when you're, like, in the heat of the moments, mm -hmm. you know, to, to like, just, like, step out and be like, oh, I'm currently not trusting God, mm -hmm. and I'm abusing my freedom. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's harder said than done, but, I don't know, like, maybe changing gears a little bit, you're, you're kind of talking, um, earlier about this kind of idea of like distrusting ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, could you like talk more about that sure. and like how that can be like a cure for. Yeah. So having great confidence in God, that God can do anything and will do anything to save us. If we know that and rest in that, uh, then on the other hand, we sort of have to have this distrust of ourself so that we don't try to usurp God's ability to care for us. Um, and so it's really important that we distrust ourselves in the sense of like, I can't fulfill myself. I can't make everything perfect if I trust in myself rather than relying on God. And basically, if I look at what God has asked of me and told me to do, and I go against that with my own decisions and choices and, and so forth, then I'm basically trusting myself more than I'm trusting God. And that's when I get into trouble. Um, and just because we trust in God doesn't mean we're not going to go through hardship. You look at the Old Testament again. Somebody like Joseph, uh, the beloved son of, of Israel, uh, Jacob. And so he had trust in God. But where did that get him? It got him sold as a slave to Egypt. And then, uh, you know, he was a slave in Egypt. But then he started doing pretty well at this one guy's house. And then he had to go to jail because he was falsely accused. Um, so all these things you can look at and say, Oh, that didn't work out very well for Joseph, but God's purpose in it was much greater. So Joseph then became, through that whole experience, became uh, basically the the number two in Egypt. He became the, the you might call it the steward of Egypt, that he worked for, the, for Pharaoh. And through that, he actually saved his family. His brothers came to Egypt looking for food because there was a famine and all this. So God had a greater purpose in it all, uh, but it's because Joseph kept trusting himself, he could have in some of those moments just turned and said, God, I don't trust you anymore. Look what, look what trust in you has, has given to me. So sometimes there's a long path which God is weaving something beautiful and good and important, but we just need to endure all of that. I mean, again, look at Jesus on the cross. Like, if Jesus would have given up partway through, like, our salvation would not have been accomplished. So, again, we have to sometimes endure that cross, that suffering, that that testing, um, you could look again at the story of Genesis, Adam and Eve, something that if they would have persevered through that test of, of the, the devil, uh, what would have come from that? We don't know exactly, but it would have been something glorious. But instead what happens, they, they gave up trust, they turned away, and therefore uh, God's grace was withheld from them in, in, in ways that really affected all of us. So you can see both sides, you know, and, and scriptures testify to this. So it's important to to remember the lessons of the scripture and to hold on to trust in God, especially in dark moments, because that's when we're, you know, when things are going great, it's like, oh yeah, I trust in you, Lord. But it's when we're tested, when we're when we're struggling, when we're faced with a cross or a challenge, it is then that we really need to have that distrust of self and just hold to Christ and hold to that confidence in God's ability to care for us and, and bring about our salvation. So um, I think that's a, that's a huge thing to hold on to. Um, I've been reading a, a book on 
spiritual, basically spiritual theology, and it really makes this point of we need to have distrust for ourselves so that we can have confidence in God. And so these two kind of work together to to help us stay on the right path, basically, and, and instead of going off on our own tangent and going away from God. Because the minute we have more confidence in ourselves than we do in God, um, we're in a bad place. We're going to be going our own way. It might look good at the beginning. It might look good initially, but it's going to go to the wrong place. Um, so uh, it talks about the need for humility to have that, to basically humble ourselves and have have a, a confidence in God rather than ourselves. And so it all kind of works together, but it's uh, it's not easy. I mean, I look at my own life, and <laughs> it's it is a constant struggle of of surrender. You know, when we when we have problems before us that we don't see a way to fix or we don't see a way to address in a good way, the immediate response can be grasping. Like I'm going to try to create a solution here. I'm going to I'm going to make this yeah. get better. And where does that lead? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, as you're just saying that, too, it makes me think of just like all the craziness going on in the world. Hmm. And then you can like it's a very like easy step. And like in like my head, sometimes it's very logical of just like like, oh, everything's on fire. Like I need to like just like take care of like I need to fix what I can mm-hmm. or um, or even like just. Maybe the things going on like on a big scale in the world. It's just like I don't know, like like God, where are you where are you in this? Like mm-hmm. I think that's like an easy mm-hmm. um and something that like is said a lot, but then even just like the kind of things that come up in our own lives and just be like, Hey, like I can fix this right. rather than like giving it over to God. Right. Right. So there's that kind of like I don't know, it's e- it's so easy to go there. Yeah. And I think that's one of the great uh, hallmarks of a of a saint is that they trust more in God than they do in themselves, and it's hard to live from that place because uh, our experience it's kind of like if if you ride out the storm and you're able to ride it all all the way out, it's going to be awesome. But most of the time, we get off before it gets awesome, and so then it's like, yeah, that was a terrible thing, and when I trusted in God, like. Things didn't go well. I was suffering and it was bad. So then I, I, I got off that train and that our only experience is like the cross of it and we never experienced the resurrection. Whereas if we held on through the cross and went all the way to uh, the end, then we get the, the resurrection piece. But our stories are often one of like all these false starts where we, we start following God and it's good initially. And then the crosses come, the struggles come and we we get off or we go somewhere else or we sidetrack ourselves and instead of persevering through that. So uh, we really, um, we stagnate our spiritual growth by not trusting in God and trusting in ourselves. And I think that's probably many people's experience. Like we're, we're stuck, we're, we're stagnated, we're, we've been stale and you know, kind of dried up for many years or many, many times. That's our experience. And so we're just barely clinging to our faith. And it's like, I have faith in you, God, but not enough to really trust in you. But just yeah. just enough to believe that you're out there, you know. And so our faith, in some sense, becomes a dead letter. It doesn't, it doesn't 
actuate in our life. It doesn't bring about any transformation because we, we refuse to put our trust in God and we only trust in ourselves. So um, we can see this in small little ways, like the d daily things. We can see it in big ways. Um, you know, the, the way that we make choices of how we're going to live, what we're going to do, what we do in the face of trials or things. It all It's all revealed in how we respond to things of our life. We can see whether we trust in God or not by our actions. So Yeah. Yeah, I was uh yesterday at Adoration I was um reading through um the chapter of the dry bones, mm -hmm. the Ezekiel Ezekiel, Ezekiel yeah. thirty seven. And um if nobody uh or if people aren't familiar with that, um like Ezekiel, he's a like a prophet, mm -hmm. right? Uh and this was was this after the like destruction of Israel? Yep. Right? So this is af after the Babylonian exile. Yeah. So, so like people, so like everything's a mess and it's just like, there's no hope. <laughs> and, uh, Ezekiel is his prophet and, uh, like the Lord gives him like this vision where he's in this like valley of just like dry bones. So like just, just bones everywhere, like a valley of bones basically, yeah, yeah. which is, um, like if you think about it, that's really just dark and kind of like <laughs> Pretty depressing, <scene>. depressing. <laughs> and, um, and the Lord, uh, I, I should have pulled that up, but he, he asks, um, he asks Ezekiel, like, son of man, like, do you believe, or do you think that these, like, bones could, like, come back to life? He says it probably more eloquently, but, mm -hmm. but that, that's basically what he says. And then, I, like, Ezekiel's response, <laughs> like, just hit me so hard because he said, oh, like, Lord, only you know. And I was just like, I was like, yeah, I feel like that's kind of, kind of a cop out answer. Like, like to to a certain extent, it's good because it's like, like Lord, like only you know, like I don't know, but I, like, and maybe this was like me projecting myself onto Ezekiel, but I was just like, I was just like, I mean, I I trust that you can, but I don't trust that you will almost. Yeah. yeah. Like I trust that it's possible. Yeah. But I don't believe that you're gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And um, and or like that's at least like kind of how I took it or how like I responded mm -hmm. was just like, Oh, like Lord only, you know, because I was just like, cause I was like, I mean, maybe you can, but like, I, like, I don't want to say like, believe that you can and you can't or mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then he goes on to like, to do it, but he does it through Ezekiel. Yeah. Like, I think that's like a, a huge thing too, is that he says like Ezekiel prophesied to these bones, whereas like, like God's right there. Like he said it, just like why 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 don't why don't you just say it? But he wanted to like say it through Ezekiel, mm -hmm. which yeah, um, it's powerful. Which yeah, which is really powerful. And then, um, I mean, it's, it speaks volumes about what God wants to do in our lives. And when we say no to God and we don't trust in God, how much grace, how much um, just goodness is withheld from humanity when we say no to God? And you know, you look at one life, and when you think of all the people out there. And we all, in some ways, say no to God. Like, we're denying not only ourselves, but our brothers and sisters, all creation, in a sense, from receiving these outpourings of grace and uh, because of our lack of trust in God. And we just, we turn away from God rather than receiving his His, uh, his life, his His goodness. And, and so, yeah, it's... it's uh, in some sense, it's a depressing thing to think about, like how much we fail. But in another sense, there's like a lot of hope because God never stops mm -hmm. 
inviting us to, to say yes and to trust. So as often as we have said no in our life and not trusted in God, as often as we've been Adam and Eve where we failed the tests or we failed to give ourselves to God, God always makes a way forward for us. He always uh, introduces us to a new path of receiving his blessing. And I mean, as we see in Adam and Eve and their story, yes, they turn away from God, but God still takes care of them and still provides for them. It's difficult right now. They have to endure the, the pains of the fall, and we do too, um, but there's still a way forward, and God is still with us and blesses us and, and reaches out to us. So um, our distrust of God is not the end of our story. Uh, it's, it's merely a step along the way, and so we can, we can always... While we're alive, we can always turn back to God and say, I do trust in you. I want to trust in you. Help me trust in you. You know, I, I think of the gospel passage where it's the father who's calling after Jesus, asking for, for help for his son. And he says, you know, can you do something for my son? And, and Jesus is saying, well, of course I can, you know, basically. But you have to believe. And so the guy says, I do believe. Help my unbelief. And sometimes <laughs> that's the best we can offer to God is like, I want to trust I want to have faith, I want to believe, but I'm really struggling with it. I'm, I've failed so often, I haven't seen this play out in a good way in my life. So help me take that step to get past my own frailty, my own weakness. And, and God responds to that, so. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's definitely like stuck out to me before too, and been like a prayer. It's just like, I believe, but help my unbelief. It's like, <laughs> I was like, ah, I, was like I, I believe, but maybe like a, maybe like a, like 10 percent yeah <laughs> <laughs> which which isn't nothing and god can work with that right, right? right. but we have to be yeah. like i want to hedge my bets <laughs> <laughs> i'll believe yeah. in you god i i'm gonna say yes i have faith in you i believe in you but i'm still gonna have these little backup plans mm-hmm. or these little backup options in case in case you don't pull through for me so yeah it's a it's a struggle yeah, so trust is important. Trust in, in uh, confidence in God, um, distrust of self. Um, maybe we can just end with this kind of this thought, which which I guess this is, um, like I've heard this before, this quote, but I didn't know it was attributed to St. Ignatius of, of Loyola. Hmm. But... Um, the like pray as if everything depended on God and work as if everything depended on you. Yeah. Um, I, I was just curious, like, what do you think about that? Cause I like, I've heard before and I, I, I don't really like it. Yeah. Like I, I understand like the thought of it, but I also don't know if I like, yeah, it almost seems like split personality in a sense. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm totally trusting you God, but I'm also working my butt off to try to make sure that I can, Mm-hmm. accomplish whatever I need to. So which which I, I think if you take it in the right with the right understanding it makes sense. Yeah. But you can also look at it and say that's like a disconnect between what you're saying on the one hand and what you're saying on the other hand. So yeah. but I, I think if we take it in the best sense of like I totally trust in God. And so I I'm I'm praying and having total trust in God. But I'm willing to work and do whatever God asks me to accomplish what God asks of me. So in that sense, I'm I'm working as if God is depending on me. Kind of like we talk about Ezekiel, like God wants to work through us. Mm-hmm. He wants to work in us. 
And for some reason in his providence, he often chooses uh, to work through fallen humanity. And so he doesn't just do something apart from us, but he does something through us. And so in that sense, if we work as if everything depended on us, in that sense, we're, we're saying, I'm working, I'm giving you all that I have, Lord. I'm putting everything I have at your disposal to, to accomplish your work. I think it's, we can say, yes, this is a good understanding of what it is. But if we're saying, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that I pray as if everything counted on God, but on the other hand, I'm also doing all these things just in case none of that stuff works yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Then that doesn't make a lot of sense. So. Yeah, yeah, that's not a, maybe like a right interpretation. Yeah. I, w- I was actually, yeah, I was just like looking that up. And yeah, I didn't think, I didn't know that it was, but it's like attributed to St. Ignatius in the catechism. Sure. So yeah. I was like, oh, wow, okay. Yeah, I think uh, it'd be interesting what if you wrote that in Latin or Spanish yeah, what's or the translation. what the translation would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, good. Um, well, yeah, this is good. Thanks, Father Eli, and uh, thank everyone for for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, yeah, thank you for listening, and we will catch you again next time.